0: Can you hear me? We're all good. Hey, Con, let's, let's pray for a moment. I believe I'm not going to be long this morning. Let's do 20, 25 minutes. But I believe in the next uh, 20, 25 minutes, God is going to really uh, speak to people and really have a, a great uh, transformation upon some people's thinking, some people's hearts. So why don't we close our eyes? If you want to lift your hands, let's lift our hands and say, God, come this morning. God, thank you for your presence in your house. God, thank you that you're in our midst. Thank you that you come when we ask you to, God, that your spirit is being poured out upon all flesh, Lord. God, we open our hearts this morning and say, God, speak with us. God, reveal your love to us. Reveal your grace to us. God, reveal Jesus to us this morning. God, we're so thankful for what you're doing in this church and in our lives. And we open our hearts to you. God, we're hungry for you. God, we're thirsty for you, for, for a fresh touch from you, Lord. So we ask that you would come this morning and speak to us through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Why don't you grab a seat? Cool. Um, Pastor Phil has been doing a great uh, series called Strengthen Yourself in the Lord. If you weren't here last week, make sure you get online, check that out. That was a really cool message. And he's got uh, installment number four coming uh, in the next couple of weeks, I guess. We've got Saundi here next week. So I guess Pastor Phil will be on with Strengthen Yourself in the Lord, part four. Uh, Two weeks, in two weeks time, which is gonna be cool. We've got Luke Boyd preaching tonight, which is gonna be fantastic. You're not shocked, you know you're doing it, don't play games. He looks at me like, what am I? Yeah, he knows he is. if you weren't here, about four weeks ago, last time I shared, I uh, spoke about righteousness, that we are declared righteous before God, that it is only through Jesus that we can come before God and be in right standing with him. And I said there was six things that um, result as a revelation of that. And I spoke on one of them last time being that there is no punishment. Uh, left for our sin that jesus paid the price that uh, we don't need to beat ourselves up because he did it for us uh and it's all good and i want to share another one uh today uh that is this that i want to tell you this morning that god wants to be involved in your life and that's what i want to try and get across in the next 20 minutes um Turn with me to Philippians 2.13. It's on the screens if you don't have your Bible. If you've got a notepad, that's fantastic. I think that says to God, hey, I want to hear from you, your word. I want to receive from you. So grab that out. Jot these scriptures down. We're going to go through them. We've got a few scriptures this morning. Philippians, uh, sorry, Philippians 2.13 says, For it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. It is God who works in you. And, uh, you know, God is working all around the world. He was working in hearts at SG on Friday night. He's working in youth groups around the Central Coast. He's working in churches around the Central Coast. I saw on Facebook this morning Vincent Skinner, who was here a few months ago, uh one of his meetings in Europe. Uh, the city mayor came and um, opened this conference and was blown away by the presence of God and ended up saying, uh, I've got to go away and think about what I really believe. This is incredible what I've seen. God wants to get involved in people's lives. And I think for this scripture, you can leave that up there for a moment. Sorry, Tim, if that's possible. I think for this scripture, the hardest part for people to believe is the word you. Um, that God works in you, okay? not someone else. Uh, people find it very easy to believe that God is able to do mighty things and able to do great things. Um, all you need to do is open your eyes and see the healings that take place in our world, the, the lives that are transformed in our world. But sometimes people don't believe that God has a desire to do it in their life. Uh, you can believe for a miracle in someone else's life if God uses someone else to uh, pray for someone and someone else gets Healed, but in my life, I don't know if I can, you know, believe for that. People think. I think of the brother of the prodigal son. And so when the, if you don't know the story, check out Luke 15 later on. But, um, the father killed the fattened calf for the prodigal son. So the prodigal son goes off, comes back, and the father kills the fattened calf and says, This is my son's home. This is fantastic. But the brother says, he couldn't handle it. And he says, Father, all these years I've been slaving for you. And have obeyed your commands. This guy had it all wrong. Why did he think he needed to slave? He didn't know he was a son. He wasn't a slave anymore. He was a son of the Father, and he didn't have to slave over him. And he missed the point because he thought that, you know, I've obeyed all your commands. He thought that life with God is about obeying commands, and he missed the point because it's not about that. It's just about being with the Father. It's about um, stepping into the Father's presence by faith. And so here we are. We we're in our world and. God wants to work in our life. God wants to work in your life this morning. He doesn't just want to. He does. He's not far off. He's not, you know, looking at someone else while you're sitting there in pain. He's actually looking at your situation and saying, "I want to be involved in that situation." And there's three situations that I want to uh, encourage you in this morning that I believe God wants to intervene in our lives in. So if you are, if you got your notepad, let's jot these down. And the first thing that I believe God wants to work in our in our situations is our situations of trials. Um, so turn with me to Matthew 14, uh, verse 25 to 31, or jot that down. It'll come up on the screen again. God wants to work in our trials. And it says this in verse 25, it says shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost. They said, and cried out in fear, but Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is. I don't be afraid, Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got out of the boat, walked out on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And at that moment, um, when, when Peter saw the wind and he was afraid, there was no question in, in Peter's mind of what God could do. Okay, Jesus is walking in water in front of him. Um, the question wasn't with what God could do, but the question was, can God do it in me? Can God work in my life and enable me to accomplish the things that he has called for me to do? So often in hard times, all we see is the problem. It says Peter saw the wind. He said he saw the wind. So one minute he's walking along and everything's okay. And then the next minute he sees the wind and he stops seeing the one who is walking regardless of the wind, who is walking past every trial, who is walking past every circumstance. And so this morning, are you looking at your problems? Are you looking at the wind around your life? Or are you looking at the God who is able to calm that storm? Are you looking at the God who is enabling you to walk through that? Walk through that and not, regardless of what's going on, say, God, I'm going to walk in victory regardless of that. Are you looking at God or are you looking at our problems this morning? Because recently I spoke with a young person who, um, a few years ago started coming to youth and they were, um, uh, so passionate for God and they were, you know, at youth every week and they, you know, their life was starting to turn around. But then all of a sudden the storms of life came up and the, the winds started to blow and things happened in their life that, shouldn't happen that's largely the way with trials a lot of these things shouldn't happen to our life but they do anyway so the question isn't is that right or wrong should that have happened to me but the question is what am i going to do about it anyway because psalm thirty-four nineteen says the righteous remember we spoke four weeks ago about righteousness the righteous those who are declared righteous before god those who are declared in right standing before god the righteous may have many troubles but the lord delivers them from all How many? All. God delivers us from every trouble. And so when we're walking through... On the water, we've got to keep our eyes on Jesus. We've got to keep our eyes on Jesus who's walking on water, who has called us to do the same thing because he has called us to do it, not just him. We don't have to rely on, you know, oh, Jesus, can you do everything for me? He's called us to step out and walk on the water and not look at the wind that's going around. So the first thing that I believe Jesus wants to get involved with in our life is our trials. Um, The second thing I believe that God wants to get involved with in our life is a big calling. So why don't you turn to Exodus chapter 3, verse 7 to 12. It'll be on the screen. Drop that down. Check it out later. You're calling on your life. As Pastor Phil said, God has a plan for your life. You're not here for no reason. You're not here for mediocrity. You're not here for a life of average. You're here to actually accomplish something of worth. And uh, in Exodus chapter 3, verse 7 to 12, uh, Moses had a call from God, and it says this in verse 7. The Lord said... I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. You know, Jesus is concerned about your suffering. He's not far off. He's not uninterested. He's concerned with it. So I've come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land, that land, into a good and spacious land. As we're saying, you know, there's a good and spacious land that God wants you to walk into. Where you are is currently not where God wants you to be in the next 12 months, in the next five years. God has called into a good and spacious land that is bigger than where you currently are. He's calling you to move forward, not to stay where we are. A land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, the Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, Jebusites. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me and I've seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go, I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you. And this will be the sign to you. God has a plan for you. God has a plan for you. He has somewhere for you to be in your future that is bigger than where you are now. And Mo- Moses received a call. Moses received a call that says, "Go, go and do this great task that I've that I've designed for you. This great task that I've called you. Go and do that." And like so many of us, our our uh, our thoughts automatically go on, "But who am I to do that?" God, who am I? For some reason, we always think of our limitations rather than God's lack of limitations. We say, God, who am I that I would do that? Um, the question wasn't, hey, God, how could you do that? Moses knew God could do it, and Moses could probably know someone else could do it, but God said, no, I want you to do it. God, I want to work in your life. And Moses was like, but me, Like, how how can I do it? And then I love God's response, and it always puts it back into perspective, and it says, I will be with you. So Moses says, but what about me? And But God says, no, no, it's not about you. It's about me because I've called you to go and do what I've called you to do and you know what what are you believing for in your life what is your bigger day where are you in 12 months time where are you in a in, in two years time where are you in a month's time what is the bigger day that God has for you is it running a connect group is it uh you know running a department like Dave and Joe have started to do is it uh reaching out to your friends is it uh getting involved in beyond and, and maybe going into the community or going uh overseas or doing something for, for other people Because I know there's people in here that need to be running connect groups. There's people that need to be teaching people about the word. There's people in here who need to be stepping up. And that's the only way that this church is going forward into a new day. As people step up, move forward, say, you know, God, I'm not perfect. God, I don't believe I can do it. God, I feel so weak. I feel uh, incapable. God, I feel so lacking. But God, I know. But God says, "But, but I will be with you. But when you run your connect group, I'll be with you. But when you step out into your bigger day, I'm going to be with you. So step out. Don't hold back any longer. So many, you know, we are people that, not of people that shrink back in fear, but we're people who move forward because God wants to intervene in our lives. Uh, when I was in Africa in the beginning of the year, I went on a trip and it wasn't just a trip. I, I went there with a purpose. And it was to seek vision for my life. And, and it was to, to see vision for a new day, vision for what God wanted to do in my life in the future. And I tell you what, I, I got more than I bargained for when I was there because God started to speak to me. And he started to speak things to me that were way bigger than I had thought before. Uh, he started to show me things that, I, would have, I was like Moses at first. I'm like, nah, that can't be God. That is way too big. I, I never imagined of doing things maybe that big for God. I didn't doubt that God could do it. I didn't doubt that someone could do it. Maybe I thought, oh, maybe Luke will do it or, yeah. you know, someone like that. I don't know. Um, or maybe, you know, whatever. But, but all of a sudden, I'm faced with these visions for my life going, hey, this is what's before you. Go and do this. It was massive. And I felt God challenged me in between, a, in between a, some sessions. I was in my room just praying with him. I felt God challenged me saying, believe it, believe it, because just like Moses, it's not But who am I? It's but who he is. Who are you, God, that I should do that? That's the better question. And he's a creator of the universe, a God with no limitations, a God with which all things are possible. And so there's a new day for us as we as we step up um, into our callings. As the church goes forward, it's going to rely on people stepping up into a bigger day, a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, which is better and more fruitful than where we are now, which I think is pretty cool. Finally, the third thing, I'm not going to be long, I'm going to be very short this morning because it's hot and it's all good, but I'm, I'm hoping that you're grasping what I'm trying to get across this morning. The third thing, um, and Lisa, you can uh, come up now, that would be fantastic. The third thing, and this is something that I've been really, really passionate about lately, that God wants to intervene in. He wants to intervene in our trials. You're not alone. You're not walking along. You're not walking alone. You don't have to, uh, he wants to intervene in your big calling. It's not about you. It's not about what you can do or can't do. It's about what he can do. And the third thing that that he wants to intervene in, I believe, is impossible situations. Situations that to us seem like not just a struggle, not just a trial, not just, well, wow, this is hard, but this is actually impossible. Like for us, it's not like this is going to be hard to walk through because people walk through a lot of hard things without God in their life. And I wouldn't want to do that, but they do it. But there's some things where we get to a point where we go, no, this isn't just hard. This is impossible. I don't have what it takes to do this. I don't have what it takes to overcome this situation. And I want to read from Luke chapter 1, 26 to 38. You can jot that down about Mary. Mary. And it says this in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, greetings, you are you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Do you know you're highly favored this morning and the Lord is with you? That's the same for all of us that you are highly favored and the Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How good are the promises of God? This is what's going to happen. Mary, how will this be? Mary asked the angel, Since I am a virgin, the angel answered, "The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One is to be born. Uh, who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she, who said to be unable to conceive, is in her sixth month. For no word from the Lord will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant," Mary answered. "May it be according to your word." Then the angel left her. Can I tell you what? We see here again another natural response. Mary says, God, how will this be? It's, it's, it can't happen. Like, it, it can't happen. Like, I'm a virgin. It, it just can't happen. It's not like, oh, that's going to be difficult. It's that's impossible. That's not going to work. It's not like this is going to be a challenge and a trial to struggle through. It's, it's, it's like, you can't do that. There's nothing in your capability to make that happen with your current situation. But God says again, it's always the, the, the very first words of God's replies are always something about Him. She says, How will this be? He says, The Holy Spirit will come on you. You don't have to worry about that. You don't have to do that in your own strength. The Holy Spirit's going to come on you, and the power of the Most High God will overshadow you. That's cool. I love that. God always brings it back to him because he's with us and he cares and he wants to intervene. And recently I was watching a um one of the trashy news programmes on TV, I don't know, a current affair or something like that. Tease me if you want, whatever. But um but there was a guy that came on and he um and he and he claims he has this, uh these miracle medicines, right? And made of natural products, poor and and um people are on their butt swearing by it putting their trust in this guy saying this guy is incredible what he's done he's such a good guy and he's made these things that that work this guy would go to the extreme of putting his hand on TV into boiling oil just so he could put his product on his hand and say look it's all good it healed me and you know what at that i got so frustrated like i got so so frustrated and i went straight to my room and i and i and i came before god and i said god we need to be offering something so much more than poor poor <laughs> so much more than what this guy has to offer as i like it's the look in people's eyes when they look at this guy and say you can you can do something about my situation wow that's incredible we need to be able to have that on offer but you know what i got to the point where i realized i actually didn't have faith for that and that concerned me because I'd been believing for it for a long time, since we, since the tent days when we were here, when I'd come on the land and just pray by myself. That's the beauty of uni—you've got nothing to do, so I'd come to the land and I'd come here and I'd just go to the tent and I'd pray and I'd see the healing rooms that we've speak, we've you know talked about being on the, on the land and people coming in with tumours and this and that and leaving healed and 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 seeing people actually. Um, you know, get a miracle from God and see a situation change. And I've been wanting it for a long time. But I realized then that I actually didn't have the faith to believe that that would happen through me, in me, and in people that I know. Because there's a difference between just going, yeah, yeah, I want that, that's great, that'd be cool, and I believe it, to so actually saying, I'm convinced that that's going to happen. I'm so convinced that that's going to happen. So I said, so I said, God, no, so then I said, then I went and read through the book of Mark. And I challenge you to do this. I went read through the book of Mark and I just jotted down on my computer every instance of healing in the book of Mark. I tell you what, there was nearly multiple in every chapter. Everywhere Jesus walked, the blind saw, the dead were raised, the sick were healed and the lost found hope and the lost were saved. And everywhere he went. And then I did the same in the book of Acts and his people went and did the same thing. And they went out and, and raised the dead and healed the sick and saw intervention in people's lives. And I said, God, you must. You must want to get involved in people's situations. Because if you're not the same God as there, then how do I know even who you are? Because your word shows me your heart. Your word shows me who you are. If that's not you, if you don't want that then I may as well throw it away. I may as well give up and go, well, God, if that's not who you are, not saying that I base everything, my, my faith on God's works, but if that's not your character, if that's not who you are still, then I've, then I've missed it. And so I said, God, help me believe this. I said, God, I want to be at a point where, I want, where, I believe, where I'm convinced that you want to intervene in people's lives. That you want to heal the sick. Not that you sometimes might just if something goes well, but that your heart's desire is that you want to intervene in people's lives. And so I was a little bit scared because when you ask God to do something, I was like, oh, I was like, but God, please don't like <laughs> do anything really hard for me to, to like get that revelation. Because like I'm always wary every prayer I pray. like You've got to be careful with God. Candace knows that. She, was, she asked for once, what, the strength of Job or something? Is that right? And then she was like, no, nah, I wish I didn't pray that. That was, that was really bad. Shouldn't have done that. Um, so I said, God, make it easy on me. <laughs> How orsi am I? God, make it easy. I want this massive revelation, but don't, you know, don't be too hard on me. Um, and so a couple of situations arise. Um, one, Jamie's given me permission to share, uh, really briefly. It's always been the desire of her heart to uh, have children. She loves children, and that's her whole, you know, her heart, her passion is that. She's of a kids' church now. And she got a report uh, a couple of weeks ago that she wouldn't have children. And, you know, that's something that I, like, I've seen it happen that many times in people's lives. Pastor Julie... <laughs> that I've got, that's what, That's probably the only thing that I actually have had faith that actually would happen. So I'm there going, yeah, it's, it doesn't matter. Well, it's, I know that, you know, she will, she'll get the desire of her heart. But then I found myself going, but I found myself accepting that situation and experience, expecting a miracle later on. And I felt God challenge me again and say, no, no, no. You don't need to even accept that situation. You don't even need to say, well, that's okay. That's how it is. And he challenged me to rise up and say, no, that's not how it's going to work. That's not what's going to happen in these, in the lives of Jamie and, and, you know, her family were praying and she was praying. And then I just had this, for once I had this feeling of, I know, I know that she's fine. I know that that situation, like not, I think, I hope, please Jesus help me. I know that that situation is fine. And the report came back that not only would she, have children, but likely triplets or quadruplets or something like that. And said, "No, yes, yeah, yeah." Anyway, so um, and so she's gone. So not only, not only is everything all good, but it's more than all good. You know what I mean? And God moves. And then I had, and then I started um, and then I had this situation, which is a, a nothing massive, but a hereditary thing that that doesn't really go. And I started having symptoms of that, and. And I started, uh, you know, going, and and again, it's not a life-threatening thing. It's not a massive, but it was an annoying thing. One of those things that um, don't leave you. And I was talking to one of my family members. I said, yeah, I have that all the time, like all the time. Like it never, I never don't have that. And I just, as soon as I said that, I've gone, "Ah, no way, no way. Not on your life. That's not who I am. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of the most high. I'm righteous before God. He wants to get involved in my life. I said, that is not my caution. said, no way. And I felt God say, you don't need to take. And, and I don't recommend this. We'd never recommend this of not taking medication that. And I just felt like I went and brought more. And then I felt God say, why'd you do that? You just asked for healing. Like you just spoke healing over your life. Walk in the thing and I'm fine. No problem. It's all good. Nothing. Haven't had anything since. And I'm walking in that, and it's not, and I'm not going to go, oh, maybe will I, or oh, should it come back? It's something that, no, no, it's not. It's just not, because that's not who I am. And so now God is working me, and, and that's where this message come, comes from, is this, this thing that you're right before God. Your trial, you're not alone. You don't have to walk through this alone. You don't have to look at the trouble and sink. You have to look at Jesus and walk, and keep walking through whatever comes as many people in here have done Andrew as many people in here have done just gone no you know what no this is this is where I'm walking Jesus you're the God I'm the man and I just trust you he wants to get involved in your calling we're not called to sit on our pews sit on our white chairs say what have you got for me Pastor Phil what's a, what's a, your latest yeah you strengthen yourself in the Lord that's a pretty good series yeah what do you got next week Or we're not here to do that the church will only move forward into a greater day when people rise up into the calling upon their life. It'll only happen when people say, you know what? Yeah, I'm busy, but I'm going to run a connect group anyway. It's going to happen when people say, oh, what the prayer meeting, that means I have to be at church at 8.30 instead of 9.30. Well, so what? I'm going to make it happen. It happens when people say, well, I don't know um, you know, uh, if I can do this. I don't know if I can run a new Christian's department. I don't know if that like, that seems like a pretty big deal. But I'm willing to give it a go. And yeah, it means I'm going to be busy. Yeah, it means it's going to be challenging. Yeah, it means I'm going to let down when only one person turns up one week or zero turn up the next week, and you've got to keep that thing moving. But guess what? That's not what that's not our problem. Our problem isn't the wind. Our problem isn't the storm. Our problem isn't the challenge. We need to move forward into our calling. God says, I will be with you. Don't worry about it. you are yeah, he didn't even say, and he's so gracious, he didn't say to Moses, Yeah, you're no one actually. He just ignored his comment said who am i he didn't even answer it he said no but i'll be with you like doesn't matter who you are and last thing he wants to be involved in your impossible situation if he doesn't what hope do we have if he doesn't then i believe that that isn't that that <laughs> you know he wants to be involved in your situation not someone else not the person next to you not your neighbor not your cat he wants to be involved in your life, Daryl. He wants to be involved in your life. Loves you, and he's going to move in your life, and you're going to do amazing things, Daryl. Your future is not going to be like your past. You're not going to. Your future is going to be a, a good and spacious land, flowing with milk and honey. And it's really cool. And so, I just want to um, pray for for us this morning before I hand back to Pastor Phil. Why don't we stand up? First first people I want to pray for, if, you're, if God's not involved in your life at all, if you're not a Christian or you once were, but you've gone the other way and you've gone a way that doesn't involve him, it's as simple as faith this morning. It's as simple as you saying, you know what, I'm going to take that for my life. This is on offer. Jesus made the way. I'm going to step into that. I'm going to take it. All it does is saying, God, yeah, I'm going to be included in a prayer that says, Jesus, you are my Lord. Jesus, you are the God who saved me. God, you want to get involved in my life. If you haven't asked Jesus into your life this morning, he's waiting for you to. He's itching for it. He can't wait. He's just saying, come on, come on. I want to get involved. Untie my hands. I want to get involved in your life. So can we close our eyes, everyone in here? And if that's you, I'm not going to take too long. We're 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 almost done. If that's you... Can you just raise your hand right now? If that's you say, Garth, you know what? I want to be included in a prayer that says, Jesus, get involved in my life. Jesus, I open my heart to you. That's one. Great. Is there anything? Is there anyone else? Is there anyone else? Come on. There's one. Let's go. There's more. Is there anyone else? Maybe. Yeah, it's great. Is there anyone else that says, you know, God, God, I've walked away. God, I've turned my back. God, I've, I'm not who I was before. God, I don't have the faith that I used to. God, I've. I've I've lost my trust in you, God, I've lost my hope in you. God, work in my life. Is there anyone else? Is there anyone else? Anyone else gonna give 10 seconds? Put your hand up, we're just gonna pray together. Great, and there's and the other thing I want to pray for, if that's anyone in here that is going through a trial, anyone going through an impossible situation. Anyone going through a call that is overwhelming saying, God, I just don't know if I can do this. I want to pray for you as well. And you don't need to put your hand up. But what I'm going to do is including that person who responded uh, to say, Jesus, come into my life. Anyone else who wants to just uh, come before God, I'm not going to pray for you. But I'm just going to say, come out here and offer your heart before God and say, God, I want you in this situation. God, I need you in this situation. So why don't we come down and, and uh, if you could come out, I'll pray for you as well. That'd be great. If there's anyone else that wants to just come out here and say, God, I need you. Then come out now. Feel free. Just avail yourself. Avail yourself to come out and just say, God, my heart is Andy, It's great, man. Hey, man, come down here. We'll, um, let's pray. What was your name? Sorry, man. Michael, great stuff, man. You know, God's got a and Andy's come out because he's going through a trial and he's, he wants to avail himself of, of God. And so you know, we're gonna pray firstly with this prayer to say, Jesus, come into my life and just pray with me, man, and it's all good. You know, God's got a great day ahead for you, man. He's got a day that's big, spacious, different to the past. It's different, it's a new day. He's a God of the new. He's a God that says, the past is gone, the old is gone, the new has come going into a new day go, just for him. you he loves you so let's pray let's everyone pray this together after me heavenly father let's all pray together heavenly father heavenly father come into my life today come into my life today I turn from my old ways I turn, I turn from my own I turn from my sin, I turn, from my sin. I turn from my sin and God I ask for you to save me Lord I ask for you to save me God forgive me of my sin Lord forgive me of my sin God wash me clean Wash me, God, set me free. Lord, Lord, wash come me. to live in my heart. Come to live in my heart for all my days. For all my days. God, every trial I place before you. Every trial. I God, place. every impossible situation I place before you. Every impossible situation I place before you. God, every calling I place before you. Every calling. All my calling I place. Before I you. ask that you would just pour out your love on my life. I ask that you pour out your love upon my life. Jesus, I give my heart to you. Jesus, I give you my heart. In Jesus name Jesus name Amen. Thank you father